0: Welcome to Pinewoods Chapel. We're glad you're here. Here's Pastor Chris Atkinson. Every day, each person places faith in something to get through the day whether it's tires on your car to get groceries, the dentist's office for the extraction of that sore tooth, or the teacher who marks you present in your online class. We all have faith in people and things. But faith in God is of the uttermost importance, and not just a ho-hum kind of faith, but a real growing faith in God. This is the most relevant subject of a person's life, even the whole world, faith in a creator God who one day will make all the wrongs right while erasing all the pain of this world and who we will all see face to face. So what does a strong faith in God actually look like? In the book of Romans, it's a letter That a guy named Paul writes to the people of Rome a long time ago and in it he writes to these Jewish Romans and he talks to them about their history the start of their nation as a Jewish people and talks to them about Abraham and how Abraham was an amazing example of real strong faith in God so if you have a Bible or if you have some kind of app, you can turn to it or you can just read along with me on the screen. In Romans chapter 4, this letter that Paul writes to these Roman Jewish Romans, he says in verses 13 to 25, for the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be heir of the world, did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For it is the adherents of the law who are to be the heirs. Faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. That is why it depends on faith. In order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the adherence of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into an existence, the things that do not exist. In hope, he believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations. And as he has been told, so shall your offspring be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah, his wife's womb. No, unbelief made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. But the word it was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, but also for ours it was to be counted to us who believe in him, who raised him from the dead, Jesus, our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. So in this section of the letter, Paul, the writer of this letter, is explaining the faith of Abraham as it relates to the promise that God gave Abraham to be a father of many nations. That would actually mean that Abraham would have to have children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren for that to actually happen. But as we read, we would have seen that Abraham being like 100 years old and his wife uh, being barren, that was quite impossible. And it actually took faith. And he shows the difference between The law, you know, doing all of these rules and commands and being a good person was not really what Abraham received righteousness for. In fact, it was the promise of Abraham was not about the law at all, but fully depending on faith. We can fall into the same trap as the Jews did which was if I obey all the rules and I'm a good person, everything's gonna be fine. But that's actually not the case. You see, Paul's point is that Abraham actually had faith long before the law. In fact, when we look back at the history records, we see that it was 430 years before the law was given through Moses that Abraham had this kind of faith in the promise that God gave him. So we can learn some things from Abraham about what actually a strong faith looks like. And today we're gonna look at signs of a strong faith. And for those of us that have faith in God, and we all need a faith in God as we understand that we will all see God face to face someday. We need our faith to be strong. So here's the first thing, a strong faith is not affected by circumstances. In verses uh, 17 uh, through to 19, we read that uh, as Paul is writing the section of the letter, he says, it is written, I have made you the father of many nations and in the presence of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist in hope. He believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations as he has been told, so shall your offspring be. He did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body, which was as good as dead, since he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. So here we see Paul talking about Abraham, where God gives Abraham a promise. He says, I have made you, this is past tense, which is even crazier to think that it's past tense. I've made you the father of, of many nations. But Abraham's circumstances say that is not possible. There's no possible way that I can be the father of many nations. So here he is 100 years old and his wife has been barren the whole time, the whole time that they've been together. How is he going to have any offspring when for the past number of years, none of this has happened? And when we look at this from a human perspective, there is no human possibility that Sarah could get pregnant. So impossible that it's actually laughable. And for Abraham, he actually laughed at the suggestion. And Sarah actually gave Abraham her husband, her maidservant, to try and fulfill this promise. And Abraham laughed at this, because when he was thinking about Sarah, it's just not gonna happen. And even Sarah thought it's not gonna happen. We can read about the whole story over in Genesis chapter 17. But as Abraham evaluated his situation on a human level, the suggestion was laughable. See, faith for Abraham was not automatic or easy, and he had his problems just as the rest of us do. But recognizing the difficulties as he did, Abraham came to a firm faith, a strong faith, as is shown by him taking upon himself to actually circumcise all the males of his household before this promised son Isaac was even conceived. And you can again read about that in Genesis chapter 17. You see, even considering Ishmael or the circumcising of all the males in his household, Abraham believed and trusted God's promises. He just didn't know how this was going to actually play out. He believed the promise. He was holding strong and fast to the promise. That's why he was behaving in this way. And many times our faith can look weak because we don't know the how of what God has actually promised us. But if God has promised us something, then it's actually his responsibility to make sure that it happens. We can trust him with what he has promised and with how he's going to fulfill what he has promised. And we do this by not looking at the circumstances around us. And part of what Abraham was doing is looking past the circumstances directly on the promises. And God has given a people, humanity, uh, Christians, many promises, hundreds of them actually as we look in the scriptures that apply to our everyday life, whether it pertains to eternal life and, and spending eternity with God or God providing for us on a daily basis or feelings of isolation. And especially in the midst of this pandemic, for many of us, you know, we're alone and we're just like, oh, we're all by ourselves. But God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. In the midst of our stress, God has promised to to be there in our anxiety, in our fear. God has a promise for us. God fights for those who are his, that's his promise. And for many of us, we are like Abraham. We believe this promise. We just don't know how the promise will play out. And in not knowing how the promise will play out, we often look to ourselves to actually make it happen. And in that case, our faith is weak. We have faith in the promise but our faith is weak for how God will actually fulfill the promise. You see, one of the things that we see in Abraham as a strong faith is not overcome by these circumstances is that Abraham did not close his eyes to the reality of his circumstances. And faith does not close its eyes to the reality of our circumstances. You see, faith is not limited by the best human estimates of what is possible. For it is faith in God. It's not faith in ourselves. And we, we see this in verse 17 as, as Paul is writing and he's talking about uh, Abraham and, and, and what he was going through. And he, re, he reminds us that it was God who was going to give life to the deadness of Sarah's barrenness, but also the deadness of Abraham to actually impregnate his wife. It doesn't overlook the facts. It recognizes that this, this is dead and it really can't happen. But faith knows that only God can give life where there is no life. It's it's beyond our circumstances. It's beyond our ability. And for us, we need to recognize the difficulty of our circumstances. And for many of us, this world we're living in right now, it's difficult, it's hard. But we need to know that only God can step in and change the course of our life. You see, strong faith sees the circumstances that are difficult, doesn't ignore them, but still believes that somehow, some way, God will fulfill the promise that he's actually promised. And that's what strong faith is. A strong faith is not affected by circumstances. And if our faith is being affected By the circumstances, we can then say that our faith in God is weak. So the second thing, that second sign that we see here, not only is strong faith not affected by circumstances, but strong faith anchors on the promise. In verse 20, as Paul is writing during this section of the letter, he's really uh, explaining and talking about this promise that Abraham had that he would be the father of many nations. And then he says in verse 20, he says, no unbelief made him waver concerning the promise, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God. You see, a sign of strong faith is that our faith is anchored on the promise. Abraham had no unbelief that made him question or fluctuate about the promise. But he still needed to grow stronger in his faith. And we see that by how he was responding in the midst of the situation because he uh, believed God for the what, but he struggled with the how. And a strong faith is able to anchor our thoughts and behaviors on the promise. And that's incredibly important for our faith. Notice, this is the promise of God, not what I think would be good or not what someone else has said and not me twisting the promises of God to be something that they are not, but strictly connecting to what God has promised. This word promise is so important to Paul and it really needs to be for us also because you actually can't have faith without a promise. No promise, no faith. If we were to put this into human terms, if someone promises to fix my lawnmower, I then have faith in them to fix the lawnmower. But if John doesn't promise to fix my lawnmower, I have no faith in John to fix my lawnmower. You see this this connection between uh, what is promised and faith uh, must be there. And for us to even have faith, there must be a promise. And God needed to promise something for us to have faith in him because faith is directly tied to the promise. And a strong faith is actually anchored to that promise. And as we look at what Abraham did and how he lived, we see that Abraham's faith was anchored on the promise. That's actually why God, is the author of faith. God himself must promise something for us to have faith in him. Now, right off the bat, we should be thinking of all of the promises that God has given us and that we see in scripture. And there are so many of those promises that God has. And the good news is that God has promised many things. He's promised things like eternal life, to those who believe and have faith in Jesus Christ, where Jesus came into the world and took the sin of the world upon himself and made a way so that we could spend eternity with, G- with God and Jesus. He's promised us wisdom if we would just ask. For many of us in this world that we are living in right now, we are, we are in this place where we have to make decisions and it's hard Do I go out? Do I not go out? We need wisdom for those things. God has promised to give us wisdom if we would just ask. Direction. God has promised to guide us in in our life. God has promised to give us peace and help. All of these things are promises that God has communicated to us. And a strong faith is anchored on these promises. But there is opportunity for this faith to grow even stronger than it is as we anchor on his promises. You see, as we continue reading, we see that Abraham's faith grew strong as he gave glory to God. Paul's not saying that faith, so to speak, took a weak Abraham and put strength into him. What Paul is saying is that God took a weak Abraham and put strength into Abraham. Abraham was made strong because of his faith, but it was God, not his faith, that provided the strength. Sometimes we're told or we even think that my faith is weak, We look at our faith to provide the strength we need to get through the difficult situation. But here we're reminded that it's actually God who gives us strength, not faith. When our faith is anchored to God's promises and we're giving glory to God because he's the one that's going to fulfill this, our faith grows stronger. You see, this strength that Abraham realized happened as he gave glory to God. And what that actually means is that he, he honored God for God's ability to fulfill the promise that God had made. So as we are anchoring our faith on God's promise, we need to give glory to God. We need to honor God in his ability to fulfill the promise. You see, strong faith is not affected by the circumstances. Strong faith is anchored on the promise. And here's the third sign. Strong faith rests in God to fulfill the promise. When we... Find ourselves looking at the promise it's actually hard to rest that God's going to fulfill it Abraham is a great example of this in verse 21 we actually see that Abraham as Paul is writing to the Romans that Abraham was fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That is why his faith was counted to him as righteousness. You see, Abraham was fully resting in God's ability to fulfill the promise. All through this passage, we see time and time again, how God was able to do what he had promised. Paul is bringing us back to remind us that God is fully capable to fulfill his promise. In verse 17, as we read, it would actually be God who gives life. It would be God who calls into existence the things that do not exist. And Abraham actually had hope in God because hope and anything else would actually just be foolish as he looked at his circumstances. You see, when we're thinking about what God has promised, we just need to remember it's what God has promised. It's not me trying to make something happen. It's not me looking at my circumstances and me trying to make something happen. It's not us, forgetting what God has promised, but totally anchoring all our thoughts and, and actions and hopes on what God has said in his promise. You see, Abraham was fully convinced that God could do what he had promised. It, in the original language, the verb that's used here, it means to fill completely. It's like a cup that is filled completely to the top. There's no empty space in the cup when you put some kind of liquid in it. That's the kind of fill completely that Abraham was. He was fully convinced that God was able to do what he had actually promised. And because he was fully convinced that he was able to completely do what he had promised, Abraham was just resting in the fact that God would fulfill completely the promise that was made. Because it's not about Abraham. It's not about you. It's not about me, but about God. And sometimes we get distracted away from the God factor or faith is about God and God's ability. Because for some of us, we actually think and we behave in a way that it's this is something that I have to perform and we should all know that God's ability is not in question we we all know that God cannot lie about what he's promised and God is all powerful so anything that he promises he can fulfill he's not slack he he's not uh Uh, shy in performing what he has promised to those who call him their father. You see, the promise has come from God with God's stamp of this will happen on it. And strong faith rests in God's ability to perform the promise And here we see the connection with righteousness because God's ability to perform is right. It's righteousness. And if God is performing it, then God's righteousness is counted to us because our faith is in God to perform what He has promised. May we all trust God for what He has promised. May our faith be anchored to that promise. And may we all not look at our circumstances because strong faith knows the promise and trusts God's ability to perform what he has promised. So God has promised eternal life for those who believe. If you believe in Jesus, that he died on the cross to take away the sin of the world, then you have this promise of eternal life. And that's just one of the promises that we receive through Jesus. And there are so many other promises that God has made. All of the promises require us to live by faith in God, where God fulfills those promises. Let us not look to the circumstances. Let us look beyond the circumstances, but at the same time, let us not deny the circumstances that they are real. Many of us are going through situations right now uh, that are real, that are difficult, that are hard. But may our faith look beyond the circumstances to be anchored in the promise that God has given us. May our faith be anchored firmly to God's promise and his ability to perform what he has promised. And maybe you're questioning right now, well, I don't even know what God has promised. Just open up God's word, reach out to someone who's a believer and find out what God has promises, what God has promised to humanity. You see, our faith is in the promises of Jesus, where we're not looking at the circumstances, but we're anchoring our faith on the promises, knowing that God has the ability to perform the things that he has promised. And that is what a strong faith looks like. My prayer today for anyone that is listening that all of us would have a strong faith, that each of us would be growing in faith in a way that transforms and transcends our circumstances. And the things of this world would not dishearten us. But that as we look to God, we would be encouraged because he is fully capable of fulfilling his promises that we anchor our lives on. If you've never reached out and put your faith in the promises of God for eternal life or any of the other promises that God has, today would be a great day to do that. And for those of us that have already done that and we've put our faith in Jesus, May all of our faith grow stronger in God's ability to fulfill the promise that he has promised each of us. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your grace and your mercy. I thank you so much, God, that you promise things to humanity. And Lord, as we... Have faith in what you've promised, we then receive righteousness. We then receive the promise that you've promised. So God, I just pray today for all of us that we would embrace the the promise that you have made to believe in Jesus and receive eternal life. But more than that, Lord, that all of the other promises of Scripture, that you will not leave us, that you will be with us, that you will give wisdom, that you will give guidance, that you will give peace, and all of these things, that we would put our faith in, our trust on your promises and your ability to perform those things. So God, we thank you for your promises, and we trust you to fulfill those promises. And we pray all of this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to support the ministry of Pinewoods Chapel, please visit pinewoodschapel.com and click Give. Have a great week.